0: The online dating industry is valued over $3 billion, and I think it's time for us to start supporting and recognizing those that are within Black culture who own a piece of that sector. And so in today's episode, we're going to sit down with Corey Nicole of polyandsocial.com, a Black-owned online dating site. We're going to be able to sit down and have a really great conversation. It's going to make you laugh, think, and also it may inspire you to invest. So let's dive into this episode and let's learn more about the CEO of Poly and Social and also about this sector. Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. listeners we are here for another great episode of the black equity podcast i'm excited about today's episode because we get to talk to uh someone that i actually been wanting to talk to for quite some time i've never talked to someone who actually started their own dating site so this is really exciting for me uh on the line we have uh Corey, are you there
1: yes i'm here hey
0: welcome to black equity how are you doing today
1: I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I love your intro music, by the way. I'm just sitting here just vibing. <laughs> Appreciate
0: that. <laughs> uh, Corey, tell us about a little bit about you and then tell us about the dating side that you've developed.
1: So, just to tell you a little bit about myself, I um, am a native of New Jersey, and a lot of people identify with me uh, from Philadelphia because I spent my adult life in Philadelphia. I moved to the DMV in 2016, and since I moved to the DMV, I just kind of opened up my mind a lot more. I'm actually a church girl, and um, so I was always very old fashioned, always very traditional. Um, but moving here, it kind of like opened my brain up a lot more. I don't know what it is. Maybe being around so many black professionals, I, I have no idea. Um, so I was always interested in plural marriage. Um, I just knew that I didn't want necessarily polygamy. Um, and I've always been attracted to multiple people. So when I started doing more research, I found out about the, um, the polyamorous community, which basically means multiple loves. Right. Um, and so I looked around in the DMV and... There were some events going on, but not that many events for the poly community. So I created my own space, which was called uh, Poly and Social, which started out as just a social networking group for us to have events, and for us to network, and just to find other poly people. Um, when I started this group uh, two years ago, I just wanted just to have events in the DMV, but it has grown to over fifty three hundred members, and so. Wow. Yes, it's crazy. Thank you. So just recently this year, a couple of different people talked to me about poly dating sites. And I was like, you know what? There isn't really thing out there that caters to our community that was to the level that we needed, you know, a quality dating site that actually catered to the the entire polyamorous community. And that's how poly and social dating came about. And we actually just launched a couple of weeks ago.
0: I love it. I love it. You, you came across my Instagram, and I'm always mm-hmm. looking for, first of all, uh, Black-owned businesses, uh, and then for a Black-owned business to be solving a root problem. And so yes. I felt that with with your site, uh, not too many people are putting the necessary resources to uh, bring people together, and that's what your, your website is doing. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, you being a Black woman, uh, I definitely want to make sure that we're supporting your company and supporting your movement. So awesome. Let's look at look at um the poly side. A lot of people may be listening to this, and they may never even heard of poly. So what what does that mean uh, for someone who's just being introduced to uh, potentially this uh, what you say love style for the first time? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so poly um, means many, and amorous comes from amor, which amor means love. So it's basically many loves. Um, We fall under the umbrella of ethical non-monogamy, which means that you can have as many loves as you want, as long, this is a great stipulation, the biggest stipulation is you're being ethical about it. Which basically just means that everybody that you're dating, everyone that you're having sex with, everyone that you're in relation with, whether it's sexual or non-sexual, knows about the other. So there's no, like, cheating. Well, there's not supposed to be any cheating going on, you know, anything unethical, anything behind anyone's back.
0: And do you think that's usually the pushback that you get from uh, the rest of society uh, with people feeling like, you know, I don't want someone else to to be with the person that I'm with and not know. What do you think is a major pushback with uh, those who may view poly in a negative way?
1: Um, I just really think it's just our societal norm to um, be in a monogamous relationship. I think that it's, it's just a really more so of a cultural thing. I think that um, that's how we've been conditioned and that's that's just what our norm is. I think that's the biggest uh, pushback. Secondly, I think with men, um, and I know this is opening a whole nother can of worms, okay. but I think a lot of times, you know, with men, they they're not necessarily, quote unquote, okay with their woman being with another man, you know, they're okay with, you know, being with multiple women, which is, um, and marrying multiple women, which is polygamy. Um, and they're okay with that, but they don't want their woman being with another man. So that, that is a lot of, uh, you know, our society says a woman being with, uh, you know, multiple men is a whore is a slut is a hoe. Um, we're slut shamed basically for being with, for having multiple partners, but men are definitely looked at different. So I think that a lot of us are actually polyamorous, um, and a lot of us have been attracted to multiple people. We've dated multiple people throughout our throughout our lives. Um, we just weren't ethical about it. So I think that's like the biggest difference,
0: right? And a lot of times, people aren't ethical about it because they're afraid what the other person may say. So they Absolutely. act out on their impulses, but then they, you know, they don't share that with anyone else. Uh, And then that's when what we call in society cheating and lying and all that. Being deceitful.
1: Right. And some people actually are just deceitful people. You know, I have dated men where you know i'm like you can be honest with me you can tell me if you're attracted to someone else you can tell me if you you know met somebody at work and they got a big booty big hips and you want to take them out to lunch let me know you know and they have it you know they have cheated they have done things and they weren't open and honest about it so some people are just deceitful people and again some men I, i keep pointing out men but some people they cheat because like you said they don't want their partner doing it either they they don't want their partner being with anyone else but it's okay for them to be with someone else
0: now for the men who are listening there is a type of poly that has uh i guess it's labeled where a man is with uh maybe you know multiple wives and or multiple partners but they don't necessarily uh participate with other partners isn't there a type of poly for that
1: Where they have, they have, um, yes, where they have partners and their partners have partners or
0: say, say one. where their partners don't have other partners.
1: Yes. Then that will fall under the polygamy or if, well, polygamy, um, deals with marriage, but if it's, if it's under polyamory and their partners, they're not married, it's called a one penis policy.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I never heard. I've never heard it qu- quite like that. Yeah, but okay, that's fair. It's called, it's called
1: OPP or one penis policy. When a guy dates multiple women, and the women are allowed to be with each other, like you know, like if he has two girlfriends, his two girlfriends are allowed to, to sleep with each other. They just can't sleep with other men. Or if the women don't want to sleep with each other, their only partner is him. So yeah, it's called a one penis policy. Yeah. But when marriage comes into play, it's called polygamy.
0: Gotcha. So there is that for those who may have felt uncomfortable with their partner being with someone else, there is that option. But then there's other okay. variations uh, of uh, the poly love style.
1: Absolutely. There are so many different dynamics. And um, that's one of my missions to teach people that there are so many dy- dynamics. Basically, you want to do what makes what makes you comfortable and what's okay with you. If you only want to be a one penis for the rest of your life, hey, be with one penis for the rest of your life. And a lot of Asian cultures, there's a lot of women that have multiple husbands or, you know, multiple um, boyfriends, you know, and if that's what makes you happy, do what makes you happy. Me, myself, I love people. So I want multiple um, women partners. I want multiple men partners, those that don't identify, you know, as either male or female for me. I just want to be happy. Um, And I want to be in a relationship that brings me peace and that brings consistency and and joy to my life. So there are so many different dynamics um, that you could find yourself in under the polyamorous uh,
0: umbrella. Now, one of the main things that I hear when it comes to the poly love style is, you know, it's hard enough to, you know, balance one relationship. How is it even possible to have multiple relationships in your life? What would you say to someone like that who may be, you know, kind of tiptoeing towards, you know, this lifestyle um, that has that question or that concern?
1: The first thing I ask them, DJ, is I say, well, don't you have multiple parents? Don't you have multiple siblings? Maybe, okay, let's say it's the only, only child. Well, in school, didn't you have multiple friends? Do, do you have more than one best friend? Don't you like more than one type of meat? You know, um, a lot of people, they overcomplicate it. It's it like love is infinite. and And just because you like an orange doesn't mean that you don't like an apple too you know and um, when we have multiple children we have multiple parents multiple siblings we love everybody Um, we just have different types of relationships with those people you know Um, and with me I have some long distance partners I have some local partners and I share different things with them it's about communication it's about being transparent and it's about doing what you're capable of doing. Some people are not emotionally capable of opening themselves up to more than one, two, or three people. And then that's fine. Um, but some people, those. Are-
0: some people aren't emotionally ready to open up themselves to more than themselves. <laughs> and they, yeah, they, absolutely. they're not ready for anything.
1: exactly and those are the toxic people you definitely want to stay away from
0: exactly
1: um and you know and those are the people that may just want sexual relationships which is fine the only thing i caution that person is to be open and honest about it let people know look i just want to have sex And, and just leave it at that that doesn't necessarily fall under the this the polyamorous that's more of like a swinger or a lifestyler
2: right
1: um but yeah, like in 2019 I think that we should live unapologetically. I think we should be true to who we are and um and the hell with what other people think or say.
0: And so your site is rooted and grounded in love. Yes. And so it, it's not it's not just about sex, it's not just about the physical, but it's really about connecting to well at first, uh, two people where they can have a potential love match, and then it can grow from there to however many partners and however many different variations are uh, necessary for that for that group of people.
1: Absolutely. Poly and Social Dating, which can be found at polyandsocial.com. Our mission is, like you said, to, to help build our community. For me, polyamory was always about community It was always about group economics and it was about, um, and it is about pulling together your resources, you know, um, through loving relationships. So through our site at polyandsocial.com, what we want to do is we want to create a platform where people that are polyamorous can come together and love. We also have a business directory so we can network. And we also have private chat rooms as well. So those that have um, like minds and likenesses can come together and you guys can build friendships as well as relationships. So it's, it. about creating, yeah, it's about creating a community. I just feel like, you know, in the times that we're in now, we need more community than, than anything.
0: I love it. What I, what I love about it is no matter what anybody says, no matter how anybody really feels about uh, the choices that people are making, when something's rooted in love, it's gonna last forever. And absolutely. So, um, I really do respect that and appreciate that. Um, tell me this, you mentioned something that is uh, near and dear to my heart how do how do you uh, weave in group economics when you're dealing with a poly love style?
1: I'm telling you like my ultimate vision and goal is to have um just this loving community of partners that come together um with their with their businesses, with their ideas, you know, we help raise our each other's children, we help educate each other's children just like a tribe, a tribe would. Um and I mean imagine me if I hypothetically speaking if I had 5 to 10 partners And those five to 10 partners came in as partners with me on this dating website or any of my businesses, because I am a serial entrepreneur and they went and they were my boots on the ground and they marketed my businesses and they brought other customers to me and vice versa. I was able to um, market and advertise their businesses on my website as, you know, uh, contractors or resources within our network. So we're pulling together our resources. We're helping each other build up and we're able to leave legacies for our children and our children's children, because I truly believe that's why we're here. We're here to leave a legacy. You know, the sex is great. I mean, it's amazing to be able to have sex with different people. Let me tell you, it's amazing. But at the end of the day, all of that goes away. You know, Mm -hmm. what impact are you? what impact are you leaving what impact are you having on this generation you know what will people be able to say to you say about you once once you're gone you know and what legacy are you leaving your children so the more that we come together and you know on top of that that's my man that's my woman and we supporting each other I mean come on that's so dope to me
0: it really really is so if a business wanted to work with your site what does that process look like what types of businesses? would you be interested in partnering with um, and w- what is the process of partnering with you?
1: Um, You would just reach out to us um through polyandsocial.com or you can shoot us an email at info at Um, We're looking for businesses from A to Z. Poly people are all people. It's not a specific type of person, you know, yeah. a poly poly person so we buy everything you know we support everything and that's who I'm looking to partner with you know restaurants and uh, different venues where we can have meetups at and you know come together I would love to network with some travel agents because I want to put some events and uh, vacations and things together so I mean we're we look for for anything anything and everything uh, we definitely want to support.
0: Now, is this rooted in United States, or has this become global for you? Have you seen some international uh, members come on board?
1: Um, not yet. Okay. Um, we are right now just in the U.S. Now, within my group, Polly and Social on Facebook, we right. do literally have members all over uh, the world. But with the... Um, with the site right now, we're we're just based in the U.S. We do plan to go global. There are people that have hit me up from Canada, from can- Canada, from Canada, <laughs> you know, asking me, you know, uh, do they have any members there yet? And I'm like, not yet, but you know, we're coming. We definitely want to make the site open to other languages and other countries as well. So yes, thank you. I received that. So we will Poly and Social will be global. I'm speaking it.
0: Well, I can already see that it has no choice but to be you know. Oh, but, well, definitely. It, it, it's it's a movement that is uh, very powerful and especially, you know, speaking as a black man in the black community, you know, I started doing some studies on, on this love style and I love that you, you know, you say it that way. I, I'm, I'm stealing that from you. Um, <laughs> I, I did studies on it and you know this wasn't in many ways the original way that tribes uh, were built and mm-hmm. something weird happened <laughs> well i think we all know but somehow yes. we all fell into this european style of, yes. of 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 i don't know interacting with one another mm-hmm. and it's weird because those those european styles uh, they had concubines on the side and yep. so I, I never really quite understood why, uh, you know, everything shifted from what the original tribes were doing to this new style that they really weren't, wasn't even really real. It was almost like, right. let's, you know, let's have these relationships and pretend that we're doing this, you know, noble, what they call noble thing. But really on the side, we're going to be doing all the other stuff that is unnoble, but nobody will know about it. Yeah. is is going to come to light and so when I started studying it I said wow this is really how the original people were really building for longevity uh and uh, like you said economics
1: yeah and um it, it, it basically, uh, for me, it boils down to a form of control, you know, marriage um, today and marriage when it was created was about the government. It was about a way of um, controlling families. It was, a, it, was, it was a way to tax us, you know. Um, so, I mean, like you said, forming communities and having tribes, it was the way that we lived. It was the way that we raised our children. It was the way that we formed our communities and we came together and we showed unity amongst each other, you know, and think about how powerful that will be. And there are other cultures that do it. I mean, we make fun of Mexicans. We make fun of um, Asians, you know, that come together and they're all in one, one household together and they build their businesses and they expand, you know. Um, It's the black culture that we haven't kind of the black American culture that has not kind of, that hasn't grasped that as of yet, you know, there's like Africans and Jamaicans and other um, African cultures that come here and they have grasped um, group economics and community, but it's us black Americans where we have taken on that European way of life and we have moved so far away from it. Um, But just imagine how powerful it would be if we just like really supported each other's businesses look at look at the whole um, Popeye's chicken thing look at how powerful that was when black uh, social media got got a hold of that Mm -hmm. so think of you know them coming together and be like oh black equity network and you know that podcast is amazing and we all shared it and we all listened to it you know think about how powerful that would be
0: I think about that every day I wake up it's like come on man (laughs) Absolutely. We put out all this great info and y'all are playing games. If we all just conjugated here, we can literally have, you know, 16 million people listening in and imagine the flow of commerce that can come through this podcast if people just wake up and see, you know, what's going on here.
1: Yeah, and I'm just hoping that you know our generation, because our our parents didn't teach us this necessarily, um, because they just didn't know any better, you know, and they were just trying to get by. But I, I'm my prayer is that as we as we raise our children and as we go on, that you know we teach our children about other love styles, other lifestyles. We we allow our children the freedom to express our express themselves. And, you know, we teach them things that we didn't know, you know, about credit, about real estate, um, you know, and about community and supporting each other and and about um, creating our own platforms, you know, Um, it's so important, especially, you know, me, um, I have a sales background. And so my, my industries have always been white-dominated industries, white male-dominated industries. So I've always had to, you know, break those barriers. And I want my girls, I have four girls, I want my girls to know that you can do whatever you want. And if, and if you want something that's not created, you create it yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. You create it yourself, yeah. Let me ask you this. When did you know that in your mind That there were multiple people out there for you. When did it click? It clicked very. Mm -hmm. And and when it clicked, when then when did you get to the stage where you felt it's not wrong to have that? Okay.
1: Um. So
2: at the same time.
1: No, not at all. Like I um said earlier, I grew up in the church. I'm a, I'm a total if you listen to me long enough, people are like, "Who are you preaching?" <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I grew up in the church. I'm actually an ordained pastor. I'm an ordained minister.
2: Okay.
1: Um, watch so, that, right? Ha. Huh? So, I've always like been in the church. I grew up in the church until like I said um earlier, until recently. Um, so I have always been attracted to multiple people. I've always, um, like wanted multiple boyfriends. I was a cheater. I was considered a hoe. That's what I was called in church and in society. I was considered, I was like little, little hoe with the big booty and big hips that that's who I was. Um, so I always knew that I was attracted to multiple people. And I loved like just having I wasn't necessarily having sex with multiple people, because I just I felt like that was I felt that conviction. I felt like that was a quote unquote sin. But I loved um, talking to like multiple guys on the phone. And back then we had pagers and you know, all that crap. So I loved that aspect of it. And um, when I came when I figured out what polyamory was maybe about eight or nine years ago I I learned the name and it wasn't until I moved out to the DMV where I started interacting with all these different groups I still felt guilty about having multiple sex partners at that point Mm -hmm. um it took me maybe until maybe a couple of years maybe like a year and a half two years ago to where owning my own sexuality and you know being okay with having multiple sex partners as well as multiple relationships so it's it's totally been a journey for me
0: nice so when you started this journey of uh actually launching the website and launching the dating site had you ever you know dealt with an actual dating site before what was that process like of starting that venture uh oh my god go ahead
1: it's been crazy it's been pure hell and that <laughs> <laughs> that's how i know that this this project is a multi million dollar project that this that's how i knew because i it's been pure hell like i've been um embraced with the poly com- within the poly community but as far as like working with my web developers and actually getting the actual vision out that I want and like, no, we need multiple genders. We need multiple, se- you know, sex orientation, orientation types, and, you know, the different things and the quality that I've wanted. Oh my God. It's been, it's been pure hell. I've been fighting tooth and nail to get the project, you know, to where I want it to be. But anything is worth it is, is worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm determined to wear. And I got to get you a membership. I don't know. If, um, I got to get you a membership. I don't know if you're single or not. I don't know what your, <laughs> your, uh, your status you know. is. I don't want to get you either. So you might you might want to edit this part out. But if you're single or mm-hmm. you know looking, you know, we can get you a little membership so you can check it out as well. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely been a journey, but I'm determined to create this platform for the polyamorous community and have a quality project and a quality platform for us to find love and life lifetime partners.
0: I love it. I love it. And yeah, I'm always, you know, I'm actually. You said you're a serial entrepreneur. I'm a, I am. A uh, serial beta tester, and so wow. yeah, I. I uh, anything that's in beta or in the very beginning stage, because actually I'm an angel investor, and so
2: okay.
0: yeah, I'm always looking at you know what's coming, you know what's on the rise, and yeah. where is it going over the next five or ten years? And I know that this community, I know where this is headed. Um, so you know that's probably how we ended up bumping into each other, because I see the value not only in your your sector. But I see the value in you. I see the value Aww. in your vision and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and and because I see that value, you have to cherish it. And you know, think, really? I believe, and I've said this before in another podcast, so it's not you know nothing brand new to people that have listened. I believe in roots before fruits. I believe yeah. that people should have uh, embedded roots with one another, so then when the fruits come they're going to be at the ripest. They're going to be at their best because the, you know, the, the two or three or four, however many people have come together to build this world together. Cause it's all, it's, it's all make-believe. Uh, in yeah. It, it's, it's, it's all, uh, all an illusion of what we tell ourselves reality is. And if you're not right. careful, you end up, you know, uh, living the life that everybody else wants you to live. So then they're happy and you're stuck inside the portrait, you know, smiling—not uh, smiling, but frowning—inside uh, the portrait that somebody else drew for you. And instead yeah. of you breaking free and saying, "This is the way I'm going to live," and if you don't like it, you know, it is what it is. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, I definitely see the value in what you're building and have built. Um, you know what you're what you're getting inside. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. See, I, I totally believe everything is, everything is divine. I do not believe in coincidences. I do not believe in luck at all. So I know that everyone that I uh, connect with is definitely for a reason. Um, And mm-hmm. I totally, totally receive everything that you said. I'm definitely stealing roots before fruits. And we <laughs> we, definitely, <laughs> we definitely have to get you live in our uh, Facebook group as well. I definitely want to, um you know, talk to you more as well. But you know, talking about living other people's lives that they have for you, I had this crazy idea after Mm -hmm. going through this crazy abusive marriage, this 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 crazy marriage that I'm I'm writing a book about. Brought me to the DMV at 16. I went through that situation, and um, I was determined to stay in the DMV and um, and and to work it out, you know, and and to make it. um, This guy, he makes. a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, he made sure that I wasn't working. And, you know, I was just this housewife, basically. So when we separated, I was homeless. Um, I, I, you know, wasn't working. It was just one of the darkest periods in my life. But you know, in the in the d c area, I mean, you have to make at least six digits just to be able to survive in in this in this area. Mm-hmm. And um, I was determined to make it. my my background is in sales. So I went back um to doing insurance sales. I went back to school full time um in cybersecurity. So I you know, kept saying, "I want to work for the government. I want to work for the government." So I got a call from somebody from the government and was like, "You know, we found your resume. We see you're in school." and got hired, went through the 35-day shutdown. And when I went through that and missed those two paychecks, I was sitting there like, what the heck am I doing depending on a nine-to-five job? Mm. You know, I know that I'm an entrepreneur. I know that I'm a mogul. Like, I know all these things, but I just got complacent. You know, I'm just like, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. You know, I work for the government. I'm making good money. I'm getting my little degree, you know? So I'm just like, you know, happy until Trump said, oh, no, we shutting you down. Mm. It was during that 35-day shutdown that I was just like, I've come far, yes, I'm the furthest that I've ever been in my life, you know, especially going through that situation. i raised my credit score from, like, 400 points to over 720 points. I'm I'm back in school. I'm making money. Yeah. So, I'm just like, what the heck am I doing? So, it was then that I I birthed my credit repair company. It was then that I said, you know what? I'm getting into real estate investing because that's where the money is. And, you know, I decided to grow poly and social as well. So, you know, it's during those dark times that you really have to realize, what am I doing? You know, and you don't want to live somebody else's life because somebody else's life, that could be taken from you at any moment. Then what? Exactly. What do you have to fall back on? You know, what is, what is your passion? what What are you here for? I could go exactly. on and on about it. All
0: right. No,
2: no, but
1: you're
0: yeah. right. Now, you know, I've been talking about Sip and Share Wine for quite some time. Now you have a chance to enter for a free giveaway. The Conjurer bottle, which is the Old Vine Zenevel, is now available uh, for a free giveaway. Here's how you enter you follow Sip and Share Wines over on Instagram. That's Sip and Share Wines. You like the post that is tagged giveaway and you tag at least five friends. Comment below that post and share with us your favorite red wine. Now, for a bonus entry, tag two more friends with an additional comment. This giveaway closes October 31st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Winner will be announced on November 1st in the Sip and Share Wine story with a direct message. By entering, participants confirm they are of the age of 21 or older, Open to U.S. residents only. Now, back to the show. The majority of our listeners are um, entrepreneurs and investors. And as uh-huh. they're listening to this, they may be saying, wow, how do I work with work with you? I mean, how do I team up with you? So if somebody wanted to work with you on um, poly and dating, if somebody wanted to work with you on that particular venture, what's the best way to do that? And then from there, uh, the other ways as well.
1: Well, I can be found on Facebook and Instagram. If you hashtag the business beauty, um, you can find me there or, um, you could go directly to, to our dating website, which is polyandsocial.com or, or you can um, email me at info at polyandsocial.com and I will get that as well. But most, of, most of the time people reach out to me through, uh, social media, like you did yourself mm-hmm. and you can find me at hashtag, uh, the business beauty.
0: Awesome. And what does that look like? If, if I decide, okay, I want to invest with you. What types of conversations are we having? What types of um, visionary sit downs are we having, you know, over lunch? What, what type of conversations are, are, are we going to have with, when it comes to investing in you?
1: Um, well, with investing in me, you're definitely investing in a visionary and a leader that is definitely, you know, in tune with the polyamorous community and just with people, period. Um, I have several platforms actually, and I have, um, a a pretty large following. So this project in particular will yield if we, if we tap into less than, less than 1% of the market of online daters, Um, In seven to nine years, this company will be worth $150 million. That's Mm. what our market analysis is telling us. Exactly. When my, when my marketing was done and my market analysis was done, I was like, what? She was like, yeah, Corey, less than 1%. We are moving in a time where we're busy. We're building our businesses. We're in school. We're doing our thing. We're raising our children. We don't have time to be out in the clubs. I mean, who does that anymore? You know? Um, So we're meeting people online. I mean, for me, DJ, when Facebook came up with dating a dating portion, that for me was my confirmation. I said, "Okay, mm. we're on the right track." For Facebook to mm. tap into the market, I said, "Okay, yep, uh, we're we're on the right track." You know, um, so we would just basically talk about um, what the investment would be, how much somebody is looking to invest in into our company and into this vision, and what their equity return would look like over time.
0: The, and that's that's the beautiful words i love to hear yes yeah. you know i hear all these people they'll talk about please invest in me invest in you know put money in put money in and then the word equity never
2: okay yeah and it's like wait yeah. hold on
0: now how am i investing in you and then there's no equity like what is that's not an what am i investing in so i appreciate yeah. you using the magic words of <laughs> of, of equity um I, I do want to shift just just a little bit and okay. talk about some of the things that are uh happening in the culture. Um, are you paying attention to what's happening in, in Dallas with this uh, situation with uh the, the the police officer um you know, killing the guy in his own his own home. Have you heard about that case and uh all the the, the fallout from that?
1: Um, where the white lady, uh, is it Geiger, Geiler, or something like that? Um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. are we allowed to cuss on your podcast? I yes, wasn't ma'am. sure, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, I was trying to be respectful. Okay, so yeah, I I, I don't watch the news very much. Um, uh, my news is kind of social media, which is kind of horrible, but I'm old, I'm 41 years old, and over 40 black
0: women should not I, be watching the news. I promise I, I, there's you a study, you. On there. I promise you, black <laughs> women do not age. This is ridiculous. You're how old? <laughs>
1: Thank you. I'm 41. I'll be 42 wow. in February. Wow. Thank you. But yeah, I put up a, a meme on my Facebook page, and um, after you know, she was hugged by um, the brother, hugged by um, the the um, the judge, and like the the bailiff was fixing her hair. And I said, forgive and forget. Fuck that, and fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Fuck that and fuck you. Okay,
0: well, why, why that, did you that was say that? my response to
1: everything. Well, because I think that, you know, that was playing on that privilege. You know, I, I think that it was play, playing on white privilege. I think that she absolutely knew what she was doing. And I think that us as a people, that we are way too forgiving of others. You know, we don't even show that forgiveness to each other. Mm. You know, and I think that we saw this white woman and she was, you know, appeared to be very emotional, which I'm sure she was coached on and, you know, we wanted to, we played into that privilege and that that's crazy, you know, 10 years for taking a man's life in his own home, mm. you know, and people can kill a dog and get four times that amount of time in, in, in jail, you know, so, I think that it was ridiculous. Um, I'm all for forgiveness, but I, I just think that sent a wrong message, in my opinion, my little old opinion. I think it was, it was the wrong message. What did you think about that? What, did, what was your take?
0: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> when I first heard the story, I didn't know what to think. So then I, I just kind of... I, I'll be honest with you. This is probably my first time speaking on it um and i've done 200 um this would probably be around 208 209 episodes at the time that this airs and mm-hmm. the when i first heard the story i just was kind of speechless i said oh boy what is going on and then when the when the trial happened uh less than a week or two ago um and I just started hearing the things coming from then. I said, oh boy, well, what are we doing here? But I didn't, it didn't hit me all mm-hmm. the way until the last few hours or the last few days when the star witness is murdered. Yeah. The star, when the star, then I said, okay, my suspicions from the very beginning were always true. I, it, I was waiting for that thing confirm it I didn't want anyone to you know be hurt or anything but I was waiting for something to confirm my suspicions that something's going on here and so once that happened and then I saw the entire news media uh because see what I do is I don't necessarily watch the news I watch for the lie and Mm -hmm. so what I do is I kind of let the news you know do its thing every day and then I and then I can see where the lie comes in. It's, it's something I've always been good at doing. The, the lie usually comes when everybody's all saying the same thing. When every yeah. single, you know, station is now saying this, 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 this that's the lie. And so yeah. once it's, you know, oh, it was a marijuana, you know, bus. It was marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. It's like, hold on now. Not one person's questioning this. Not one yeah. person in the entire news divisions of anybody out here is questioning if the star witness from a murder trial has been murdered in forty eight hours from the time that the verdict was put out. no one mm-hmm. is saying anything, and so the only people that are saying it are these independent you know uh, media outlets and so uh that was that's what confirmed it for me that there's something going on here and um It 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 allows me to realize who I can trust and who I can't trust in the media by how they reported it and how they're trying to hide certain facts and information. Uh, Your thoughts when you when you saw uh, I know a lot of people saw it through Ava DuVernay's uh, Instagram page, her stories. What what was your thoughts seeing Tyler Perry Studios?
1: Oh my God! I'm just it, it just motivated me on so many different levels and it made me think that Corey, you're not crazy for wanting to dream so big, you yeah. know, and wanting to create the things that you want to create and having the vision that you have, like it motivated me, like, you know, he had went to Oprah's um, Legend Ball I, I believe her ball's called the Legend Ball, but he went to one of her her balls and you know, that uh, the idea of the Tyler Perry Studios was birthed because, out of that that ball and he said you know i need to dream bigger i need to dream bigger and when i saw his studio i was like corey you have to dream, dream bigger mm. and you know as it, it was for me it was so motivating it was it's just a great time for us um the the black you know on the positive side on the for the black community it is just really a great time for us and for him to to pave the way for Black entrepreneurs, for him to come from where he's come from and to have the background he, he he has, and to create this with his own money, what?
0: I know. So let me ask you. This. I mean, what is your favorite Tyler Perry movie of all time? Ooh, um, and why? Probably
1: Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Okay. Um, probably because a lot of healing came to, like his earlier movie, movies were very therapeutic before they came very um, predictable movies and, and right, more right. of the same. You know what I mean? For me, they were very just healing um, just to to watch people go through the different things and to, to see them go through their process and then for them to have hope. You know, um, so probably um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I loved Alex Cross as well where he played a detective. Good. That was good. Yeah. So I I like, I I stopped, I don't really watch any of his his shows. The one coming out with Joe Scott, I think I may, on BET, I may watch that one.
0: Yeah. I caught caught the first episode of, uh, I guess it's the First Wives Club or First Wives Club.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw the previews. Okay.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah. You should check it out. The first episode is really good.
1: It looked like it was pretty good. So I may do that. But I mean, I love the fact that Tyler Perry, he's owning his own, you know, he's, he's right up there with Oprah. And I promise you, when I make my first like 10 million, that those are the two people I want to sit down with. I want to sit down with however much it's going to cost because I know it's going to cost me however (laughs) much it's going to cost me. I want to have, I seriously, I want to have a meeting with them or a weekend, you know, mastermind and I want to mm-hmm. pick their brains and I want to know, you know, what to do, what not to do, how to scale, how to continue to grow and, you know, and just pick their brain. I, I really do. That, that, so be, that's one of the I have on my vision board.
0: What would be the one question? If you could only get one question with Oprah? what would be the one question that you would ask her privately? And she would have to tell you the truth. That would be the one question you would ask her:
1: How do I get a man as fine as that man oh, <laughs> <to stand up laughs> for the rest of my life and not stray away, girl? What do I gotta do, honey? What do I have to bathe in? Put on? What do I have to wash myself with? What do I need to do, girl? That's and what her, I would ask her. her answers, <laughs>
0: probably you would have to become. The, the one of the richest women in the world. <laughs> and, and, well, I mean he was with her probably even before all that though. You know, now, yeah. not all the way before. But she wasn't quite yeah. as she is now, you know. So he's been with her yeah. for a long time.
1: Yeah. But one of the things I do wanna ask them is, um who should I hire first? You know, yeah. as far as my team concerned that is one thing that i i have on my list to ask the both of them who should i hire first um and and what type what type of team and what type of uh like you know lawyers and cpas and things of that nature should i have around me Th- those are like the questions i really have for them
0: i like it while you're listening to this episode make sure you head over to com. Check out the website. Check out the movement. Check out the vision. And if you're rocking with it, make sure you send a message out. See if you can be a part of the movement, either by being a client or being an investor. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: So The thing that I've learned because I I myself, I dealt with jealousy issues for the longest time, and that's Mm -hmm. only because. I had so many fears because I was dealing with my own um, self-esteem issues, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and, you know, everything else. So I had to work through those jealousy issues because they, they're they basically rooted in fear. And I had to realize that we don't own other human beings. Even now, if we're married to with. them, we don't own them. We cannot control them. You know, we we cannot control their love for others. And for me personally, and I've been married, um, I just don't believe that I'm only gonna be attracted to one person every day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's okay to be stimulated by others. It's okay to have those conversations and to share intimacy. And it, it may not necessarily be about sex because polyamory is not about sex. It's about relationships, it's about love, and it's about building community. Sex is a byproduct. Sex is a is a is a, um what is it called? An asset, an advantage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A bonus. Right. <laughs> sex bonus. That's the cherry on it. Well, I don't know if I should use cherry, but that's <laughs> like, you know, the icing on the cake. <laughs> you know, the sex of it. But for me, the, the long, loving, you know, connections. Um, imagine, you know, you being sick mm-hmm. and it's, you know, your wife and two other women that are taking care of you and taking care of the children. Like, how amazing would that be? you know I so
0: agree. yeah, th- that's I, I what it's
2: about that's I what think, it's about for me
0: i think it. i think there's a huge benefit to creating the world in which you feel best to have around you and so absolutely and the, another thing you said as well um I, I noticed a lot of people on social media they'll say something like that's my man or that's my woman and
2: Right. Uh,
0: and it's like, whoa. And so I do agree with you there on the whole ownership thing. Mm-hmm. That to me is is almost toxic, beyond toxic. And it yeah. just, it's become an everyday occurrence where we think we actually have um, full say over someone else's life. And right. it, for me being a person that came from, um, I would say, a toxic relationship as a, a, as a child with just being in my family. Yeah. Me being a part of that. It's like, no, no, I don't want anyone to feel like they have any type of say or ownership over how I move in any way, not just in relationships, but just in friendships. I believe the greatest Mm -hmm. thing to have with someone is first of all, is a friendship. Yeah. So if, if If our friendship is rooted in you thinking that you control me and that you thinking that now you own me and you think that that's a form of love, I consider that a form of of being truly toxic. And so, Yeah. um, yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, real, real love is so, it's just, it's so freeing. Exactly. It really is. It's such freedom. And just like for me, anyone who knows me will tell you, I'm super duper emotional. For me to be able to have like that emotional support from men and women, I mean, for me, it's just, it, it's amazing. It's it's so amazing and it's so liberating. And, you know, that is the light that I want shed on polyamory versus, you know, sex we're so over sexualized our society and our culture is so that's the first thing that everyone thinks about when they're thinking about multiple partners they forget about the emotional support that you get the financial support the you know the support in our businesses, the networking, and and that side of it. You know there is there is a jealousy side to it. Yes, there is an, an envy side to it. Absolutely, there are communication breakdowns and trust issues and blah blah blah. Just like any other relationship, but for me in my house in my life, the pros outweigh the cons.
0: And you know something that you that you said that is that is true uh, earlier in the conversation you really are in a relationship with every single person that you are in contact with. At least, you know, maybe not, maybe not the person at the grocery store for five seconds, but like people you're talking to on a regular basis, you're really in a relationship with hundreds of people at any given time. Now, however far (laughs) you decide to take that or not take that, you know, that's between you and you and that, that second person that that is on the other side of that relationship we really have to start viewing every single connection we have as a relationship. And with, with that, we have to start kind of putting parameters, boundaries, or, or letting people know, like, this is how I see you. A lot of times we don't know the role that we play in someone else's life. And wow. so, and so we don't necessarily know what to do. We, we just wow. see each other, say hello, say goodbye. And we don't know that that person is the person that I lean on the most for, you know, this type of support or for this type of information. So I agree. No matter what, even if you're, you know, you're married or you're not married, um, you're in a relationship with multiple people. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go do anything. But I'm just saying you really are uh, connected to more than just one person for the rest of your life. It's not physically possible.
1: Absolutely, And we just have to move move beyond the conditioning, move beyond our fears because that's what it basically you know, boils down to. Oh, well, they love that person more than me. Will they leave me for them? Will they, you know, if somebody's going to leave, they're going to leave your ass. You that's know, true. there's nothing that, there's no way you can control that. A lot of women, they come into this lifestyle and they'll say, you know, um, if in order for you to be with my man, you got to be with me too. You know, mm. in order for you to sleep with my man, sleep with me too you know because that's their way of controlling the situation that's their way and this is a whole nother whole nother topic we could do a part two sometime but that's their way of you know kind of controlling the love that is shared between two other people by saying I have to be there you know so it yeah there's there's levels to this that's what the young people say right there's levels to this so it, it's
0: not, I'm not sure if I'm young anymore but yes people do
1: say that <laughs> um yeah. So it's, yeah, we, we could, I could go on and on about this all night. You know, I could
0: talk to you. You know, you're coming back on Black Equity in the future as your site continues to grow. I want to make sure that we revisit and, and see where you are and see how we can continue to help one another in our own ecosystem that we're building here. So you're definitely welcome back. And my final word before we, you know, let everybody know where to go and how to support is uh, if if the love you have with someone isn't freeing i don't know what type of love that is and so i, I would know be very, yeah that i would be very careful because i know the next time we talk we're going to talk about you know people trying to control other people like we, we have to get to the point where we realize a human being is free to be themselves they're free Absolutely. to make their own choices mm-hmm. and do their own thing a lot of the drama in the culture is because everybody's trying to control everybody else Yes. And it, it has to stop, like, immediately. Yes. But let absolutely. Everybody know, let everybody know how do they get involved well, with your, your dating site and how they can reach out to you.
1: Okay, again, my name is Corey Nicole. You can reach me on Instagram or Facebook if you hashtag the business beauty, t h e b u s i n e s s b a B E A U T Y hashtag the business beauty on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow my um, Instagram at either at Polly and Social Dating or the underscore business underscore beauty. And the dating website is Polly and Social Dating and it can be found at com.
0: Corey, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on Black Equity thank Podcast. You for having me. You're very welcome. I'm excited to see the growth of your website and I, I, I'm really excited about the growth of our friendship as we continue communicating and talking over time. I look forward to it. Absolutely.
1: I am bringing you into my tribe. You are officially a part of my tribe. No, too late. I brought you
0: into <laughs> mine. Back up. You into my tribe. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's so many different sectors around the world that you can start investing in. And online dating is one of those sectors, whether it be polyandsocial.com, whether it be another website, I would definitely encourage you to pay attention to this sector. And since we are presenting this company, go ahead and visit polyandsocial.com and see if there is any interest of yours. And then reach out and uh, decide from there uh, if it's something that you want to pursue. I thank you for listening to the Black Equity Podcast. Hopefully you were able to pick up a lot of great wisdom from this conversation about entrepreneurship, about relationships, about life, and about building a strong connection uh, through friendship and deepening the roots. So thank you again for listening to the Black Equity Podcast, and I'll be talking to you again soon.